If you're using Avaya products, you may have questions about their bankruptcy filing and ways to effectively monitor their solutions. Dave Murphy with IR is here to talk about that and more. Dave, how does the Chapter 11 filing impact the day-to-day operations of Avaya's customers? Uh, it really doesn't. I mean, uh, when you go to Chapter 11, you're really just getting protection against debt structure. And so operationally, you continue to operate. And the Chapter 11 really only affects U.S. operations. Uh, so there's no changes to international. Uh, so that's another big thing, too. So uh, from a customer endpoint, they can still continue to purchase. They can, st- can still continue to get maintenance and support and consulting services from Avaya. Okay, so they're a viable solution. If you're an Avaya customer, what are some reasons you should be actively monitoring? The first is, you know, really, regardless of the platform choice, you need to monitor. And you need a monitoring tool which will take a look at the entire platform. And that means Avaya, but also other things. You know, uh, over 65% of customers out there have a hybrid environment, meaning they have call control solutions from Avaya plus others. And so it really doesn't do me any good if I can, you know, if I don't monitor, let's put it this way. For customers who are in a non-monitoring environment, they do not have a tool to do monitor experience. Uh, They find that seven out of 10 problems that occur are reported by people. So now you're relying on your end user community to let you know if you have an issue. And once you get that, 80% of the time to repair is really time to identify or time for ownership. Some people say time to convince. In other words, if you cross your arms across your chest and point your fingers out, that's a telco coat of arms, right? Not my problem. It's the application guys. It's the network guys. It's the UC guys. And so we're taking a lot of extra time just to identify what actually is the issue and who actually owns it so that they can go ahead and affect a resolution. And it usually takes an average of eight people to get that done. So by not monitoring, you're relying on your end user community to let you know you have a problem, so you're being reactive. You're elongating the time to repair because you need to you know, convince people that it's actually their problem, and you're using a lot of resources to get that done. So monitoring allows me to go ahead and understand the entire ecosystem, where specifically the issue is. Is it a router? Is it the routing table within the router? And immediately identify what organization owns that, and go ahead and affect the repair and shorten cycle, you know, shorten that time to resolution, which increases customer setup. And a multi-vendor environment presents its own challenges too, doesn't it? It really does, and that's why Prognosis has been so, um, you know, so successful. Uh, if I have a tool that only looks down and looks at my own my own capability, you know, in the case of Avaya, and I can only look down at a Avaya call control on a Avaya Edge, uh, well, what about my Polycom video endpoints? What about I might have a switch route network that's not a buyer? Uh, again, if I only look at a piece of it, I can tell, hey, you know what? It's not the call control. It's somewhere else. And then you're back into the same scenario. Where is it? Who owns it? How many people do I need to get together to find that out and get it done? And so you really want the ability to monitor an entire ecosystem from the edge to call control to contact center to video, to core out switch, the entire end-to-end ecosystem so I know exactly where the issue is and I can affect a repair. All right. What's the third compelling reason you should be monitoring? Really, it's, it's you know, and we talked about this a little bit before, it's, it's the meantime to identify the problem. Uh, if, I, if 80% of my time to resolution is time to identify, 
I'm taking a lot of time and a lot of resources to run around like chickens with their heads cut off, trying to figure out where the issue is and get the service back up and running. And it could be a critical part of the business and it could be impacting line of business applications. And that might have an impact on revenue, which has an impact on margin, which affects shareholder value. And so again, I want to identify these issues as fast as I can. And so I need a monitoring, an experience monitoring uh, environment that allows me to identify exactly what the issue is. And the fourth reason relates to time. I guess we're in the uh, time is money department here. That's the repair time. Exactly. So I want to, you know, so meantime to identify is the longest part of it. Meantime to repair, you know, you know, you can't have a, uh, you know, in a collaboration environment, it's either up or down. Right. Um, And so I need to ensure that it's up as much as possible. And when I do have issues, I want to affect that repair as fast as I can so that I can get those services back up and running and people in the enterprise can take advantage of them to go ahead and drive innovation. And so time to identify and time to repair are tied together because if I can shorten the time to identify, I'm going to impact my time to repair because instead of taking 80% of that cycle to find out what it is, I have now a very short 1% of the cycle to find out what it is. And then I can go ahead and effect a repair and I'm going to be back up and running a lot faster. Join us next time for part two when we examine more reasons why Avaya customers should be monitoring on a regular basis. And don't forget to check out our Avaya videos on our demo page, ir.com slash demo.